Welcome to Premier Health Now On Air. If there's a young lady in your life, you'll want to stay with us because we're talking about puberty, that roller coaster ride to maturity that can begin as early as age eight in girls. We're so pleased to have two experienced health professionals who also happen to have daughters, so they know what it means to walk the talk. We're glad you're along. I'm your moderator, Leslie Lane. With me today are Dr. Anessa Alipat, family practice physician with Fairborn Medical Center. Welcome to you. Thank you, Leslie. And Jelana Lazar, a certified nurse midwife with Life Stages Centers for Women. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Puberty brings a lot of changes for a girl. Dr. Alipat, can you walk us through this process of puberty for girls and what changes are in store? Sure. I think that most women or girls remember the time when their bodies and minds started changing. You find that you're very emotional and you go from being angry or calm to crying and the mood swings can be daunting. But not only is your brain going all over the place, but so is your body. So the little girl that was playing dolls suddenly is developing breasts and hair in places that may be uncomfortable, and then they go on to have a menstrual cycle. So it is a time period where all these changes occur, and a lot of times people might think that puberty is the onset of menses, but that's not the case. It usually starts with breast development. I have many patients will come in and say, they all have this painful knot under my nipple, and that's actually the first stage of breast development usually the first sign of puberty. Although we might see some moodiness before that happens, the breast development is one of the first noticeable signs. So what works to talk with girls about what's coming? I sort of think that you want to have the talk about puberty not just be one talk but a series of talks. So you want to start talking to children when they're young just about how the ways in which their body is different from an adult body. Usually kids point that out for themselves. So (laughs) why do you look this way and I don't? Why do you have breasts and I don't? You know, that sort of opens up a conversation early on, and then that allows you to continue having that conversation. So children generally just need short answers to their questions, but it helps set the stage for things like using proper anatomical terms for parts of your body and for normalizing the process so that it's not scary or intimidating. And I think that's an important step. When you say young, how young are you thinking? I mean, I think children start asking questions as early as three and four. And it's appropriate to answer those questions correctly at three and four, you know, making sure that kids understand that their body needs to be their body in a safe um, body and that no one should touch it except their doctor with permission or their parents with permission, that kind of thing. So it also seems like an important time to initiate talking about those differences. So by the time a girl is eight or nine and is starting to develop breast buds, she sort of has had some anticipatory guidance about that. What are some of the typical ways that you see kids responding to all of these changes? It's very individualistic. It's based on, I think, the conversations that have been had both by the parents and the children and siblings perhaps they can play a role in how kids are challenged by the whole process so I think it varies and I think your approach as a parent or as a family 
can vary on that individual too. Some kids may take it pretty easily, like, oh, you know, my sister went through this, it wasn't any big deal. But if it's the only child and they have all brothers, they may be like, you know, completely freaked out because their brothers didn't have the same issue. So I think puberty from the beginning and as you go throughout is definitely an individual process. I think that each child needs to be catered to based on their emotional maturity because, you know, some kids will go through menstrual cycles at 10 and others will go through their first menses at 15. So you're not going to have the same conversation with a 10-year-old that you might have with a 15-year-old. So I think that's a difficult thing because you can't say, I'll oh, just say this, but I think just being open and honest and making sure that that conversation is something that you are able to have and, you know, like, I don't want to talk about that. And to be honest, you don't want to shut the kids down if they're asking questions. Now, again, you're not necessarily going to have the all the same sexual conversations that you are with a 10-year-old that you are going to have with a 15-year-old, but it's very important to be honest and open with those conversations. I think also kids often compare themselves to other kids in their school and so that will sometimes initiate some conversation. So a lot of times children who are hitting puberty on either the early end or the late end, so kids who are um, starting to have physical changes as early as eight or nine might feel different than their classmates and so it's important for you to be addressing some of that at home so that they don't find themselves you know the subject of teasing or bullying if something's changing um, at school and they're not really comfortable with it so it's important just like Dr. Alipet said to keep the conversation open and honest and if there's something you don't know to say I don't know, but we can look that up together. Or I don't know, but we can ask your doctor together. So I think acknowledging that maybe you have some discomfort around it, but you can try to work through that together with your child is important. And similarly, normalizing that everybody goes through this at a different stage so that if you are in a classroom, you're going to see lots of different bodies going through lots of different changes. And boys and girls are going through those changes at such different rates and different times. So that also will sometimes stand out. Usually in eighth grade, you have a whole bunch of short boys and tall girls, <laughs> and then that flips. So um, that's natural. That's just what happens. Is there a normal for when puberty begins or how long it lasts? Or what is this range like eight up until like 17. So it's a huge range. I would say the average age is about four to five years by the time it first starts to the time it first finishes. Usually breast buds start and then one and a half to two years after breast buds, you have your menstrual cycle. And then another two years after that, you're mostly developed. But again, you can be on the far end of that so that it stretches out to about five years or so. I mean, the total from beginning to end. So it's a long process. And some kids, if they're on the late end, are like, when is this going to happen for me? And then it can be very frightening for a younger child. Is there an impact to body image that you've seen that girls respond differently to this? I think there's an awkwardness as your body is changing 
and this is probably true for boys as well. I just I only see female patients. So, um, but I think there's a certain awkwardness. Your body is changing, and maybe you feel like you don't fit in your body or you don't recognize your body. Adolescents do, especially that tween, start to get clumsy um, and sort of knock things over. It's just some possibly the emotional changes also contribute in the moodiness to being a little bit all over the place in puberty. So I do think that you see some awkwardness and some discomfort with your changes in your body and also that whole issue of comparing yourself to the media and comparing yourself to others. You're also going through this important transition where your parents, who are the ones that provide you most of your information, your family, who's the most important thing in your life, starts to recede slightly as you get some independence, and you're starting to take a lot more cues from your friends and your classmates. And as that transition happens, it begins this period where you also start comparing yourself to your peers more, and that can contribute to some of the body image. But that's where that strong support at home, that positive reinforcement of body image and trying to normalize the changes. So some girls are going to have bigger breasts, some girls are going to have smaller breasts, some girls are going to be taller, some are going to be shorter. Also helping girls adjust to them and make hygiene changes as needed. I was just going to say that I just wanted to kind of reiterate the home support because at this time in their lives, they are you know, looking outward towards friends and others to figure out what to do. It's just a natural tendency as they pull away from home. So you want to make sure that the information that they're getting about their bodies is from home and not necessarily from their friends because their friends are going to talk about it and their friends they're going to say all kinds of things and you don't know where they're getting their information from so it's important that you have multiple conversations to your children about what's going on even if it's uncomfortable it's really important because who knows what they're hearing and and don't doubt that they are hearing things so it's just really important I definitely would second that that A lot of times parents think, well, my child isn't hearing this or isn't paying attention or isn't aware. She's still just playing on the swings. She's perfectly capable of both playing on the swings and also listening in to every conversation that's happening around her. So that is important because it's a good place for you to establish your values um, with your child around body image and kindness and support um, for your child during this time, because it is, a, it is a difficult time. Puberty also brings sexual maturity, interest in romance, testing boundaries. What's your counsel to parents about how to guide a young girl? I believe that it's certainly natural for girls to be interested in boys, and of course, vice versa. I think as a family, you need to establish where your priorities are on that. I feel like girls are easily drawn into that and can put the boy-girl relationship as a priority. And I find that they don't get the confidence from boys because the boys don't have the maturity at that level to give what girls are looking for. So it's important for girls to establish their own confidence in themselves. So offering other activities like sports or teams or if you're into the arts so that they aren't looking out towards boys to fulfill 
that lack or need that they're looking for in puberty. Because as we've talked about, is that it is an awkward time and you're not sure what's going on. And so it's really important to have something that they can go towards that gives them, oh, this is what I can do. I don't have to worry about necessarily those other things. So both personally and professionally, I think it's important for girls to establish their own self-esteem and self-confidence during this time in their lives and to do that outside of, oh, well, you know, a boy I think is really important. I'd agree with that completely, especially because we live in such a media-driven culture where girls are constantly seeing images of themselves and highly sexualized images of women all over the place. It's easy to get the idea that the only thing that matters is how you look. And when your body is changing into this thing that you can't control, right, that's puberty is controlling itself. You can't really control that. It's really important to try and put your outlet into something that makes you feel strong and confident and helps you understand that your inside is the most important part of you. Can moms today count on their daughters having a puberty experience similar to their own? Or do you think the world has just changed too much and moms need to be thinking about this a little more broadly or differently? I think there are a couple ways to address that. I think from a physical standpoint, sometimes there's a lot of similarities. Like if your mom is big-breasted, then you more likely are have big breasts. Or if you started your period early, then there's a chance that your daughter will start her period early. So from a physical standpoint, I think there can be a lot of similarities, not always, but certainly that's a probability. But and emotionally, it's still a roller coaster. I think some of the biggest differences now are just the the media in terms of the cell phones and the social networking. I think that's a huge difference from when we were growing up. And so the self-image thing can be huge, even bigger than it used to be because I mean, selfies are nonstop, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter. I mean, I, I mean, I could go on. There's, I'm sure there's many I don't even know. But uh, so the self-image is a bigger problem. So I think we're seeing a lot more emotional issues in teens than we used to, anxiety and depression. And I, I feel that a huge part of that is the whole social networking. So if you have a young teen or a teen at all and they're on their phones all the time, posting things and talking to people, then, you know, I would be very wary and keep monitors on that because, you know, those things stay with you and kids can get into all kinds of trouble, obviously, with that. So I think that's a huge change from when we were growing up. Yeah, I think it's so important to have a conversation with your kids. And some schools are doing a better job of this too, but to have that conversation at home is the most important about how you want to use the internet and in your home and your family. Um, Because a lot of times, especially around sexual issues, younger tweens, teens will be using Google to find out the answers to the questions that, and the minute you type something into Google, you get all kinds of responses. And it's hard to understand what is a good response and what is not 
all kinds of things come up on YouTube. And if you think your child has not seen it, the chances are they have if you haven't stuck really strong boundaries in place early on. Um, And it is important to educate yourself about what is out there on the media because there are good websites that can be resources, but you are their best resource to talk about what's happening in puberty and with sexual issues moving forward. So it is important to be aware of where they're getting their information and what kind of information they're sharing and try and keep them as safe as you can while also being aware of the limits and trying to help them make the best choices. What didn't we talk about that you really wish parents would remember about going through puberty with their daughters? I would say that if there's a problem and you're struggling, whether it's physical, like the periods are heavy or extremely painful that your child is missing a lot of school or maybe your child is 15 and they haven't started their period yet and you're concerned or you know you should go to the doctor with your daughter and have a concern or if it's an emotional problem don't be like oh this is normal if you're not comfortable and you're unsure then seek a professional help if they if you go see them and they say oh, this is normal, then you can go home and be reassured that that's okay. But if you're not sure, then don't don't you go on Google and look it up. Go seek a professional advice. Exactly. Um, I always warn all my patients away from the 3 a.m. Google. It's the worst. <laughs> don't do any Googling at 3 a.m. especially. I think um, also acknowledging that it's a roller coaster for your daughter, and it's also a roller coaster for you because it's a new phase of your relationship together, and that can be hard and emotional for you as well. So I think that that's the key to getting through it is to realize that everything is not going to stay the same for you and your daughter in your relationship, but it could be a great time for you to strengthen things and really um, deepen your relationship. I want to thank you both so much for sharing so many insights about what puberty means for girls, moms, families today. We're grateful to Dr. Anessa Alipat, family practice physician with Fairborn Medical Center, and Jelana Lazar, nurse midwife with Life Stages Centers for Women. We appreciate your spending time with us today. If you want to know more, visit premierhealth.com slash health now. We'll be back. We hope you will. I'm Leslie Lane. Thanks for joining us and watch for our next edition of Premier Health Now on air.